everybody. Sunday morning church, welcome. If you want to find your way back to your seats, we're going to go ahead and we're going to get this Holy Ghost party started. Amen. Amen. No place I would rather be than with the people of God. Looking really forward to the things that God's going to be doing today. Looking forward to the praise and worship. And uh, God's really put a message on my heart today. So um, we're going to have a great time in the Lord. You're going to leave this place filled up to overflowing. Amen. So I just want to welcome you. Uh, if you're new here, we're so glad you're here. Um, you're our VIPs. Uh, we, you're welcome here. Tell people, come, come as you are, and Jesus will meet you where you're at. So we're so glad to have you guys here. We're a growing, moving family, and uh, we're happy to, uh, to make room uh, for you and your family here. We're so glad to have you. Um, we will dismiss the children. The kids stay with us for the period of praise and worship, and then uh, generally Trey, uh, who's our worship leader, will go ahead and pray for them, and then the teachers will meet them in the back and kind of walk them over to the schoolhouse where we have our Sunday school classes. Of course, if you don't know where the bathrooms are at, they're back in the lobby. You just go straight out, make a left. And if you could just avoid walking up the middle aisle once service starts, that would be great. Use the ends. Just can kind of be a distraction for some of us. Um, and I just wanted to share because we don't just do this on Sunday. We have a, a lot of things that go on throughout the week here. Uh, Monday, we have our Celebrate Recovery program, and that's anybody that has a hang-up, hurt, or habit. It's a great support group. It's a group of, of healing that you can go together. You can, you, you can sit down and be your real self and have people that will uh, accept you and, um, and, and love on you and at the same time give you the truth of God's Word and support you and kind of get some arms around you while you can heal. So that's every Monday. Um, it will, it, it's at 6.30, but we're going to switch everything to 7 going forward. So um, it'll be 6.30 this week because the guy who's leading it's not here to hear me say it's switching to 7. So <laughs> Monday will be at 6.30. Um, Wednesday night, we have a Bible study that's based on the Sunday sermon that's in our education building up in the place we call the green room sometimes people will be like well i wanted to go to the bible study but i have no idea where the green room is at all it is is just we have the schoolhouse building you go up the steps first door on the right we call that the green room because it had this horrendous green carpet that was there for i don't even know how many years i think saint stanislaus himself put it in and um it's not green anymore but you're welcome there, that Bible study midweek. And of course, Friday night, we have our Friday night live service. So that's a service just like this with worship and a message. It's not the same message. Uh, we do different messages that day. So that service is different than this service, but it's kind of the same format. So you're welcome there. If you have a friend, especially or somebody that works the weekends or just says, I want to go to church, but I just can't get up in the morning. Say, hey, I got good news. You can go Friday at 7 o'clock. They have a service. If they say, well, I work, all, I work every weekend. I really want to go to church, but I work. Good news. Friday night, 7 o'clock. You can come 
to church. Now, we also have a, a fundraiser in the making, and Miss Pam is chomping it a bit to make an announcement to let you guys know. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to give her the mic, and she's going to share a little bit with you guys. Good morning, New Hope. Okay, we are having a $2 raffle ticket. We're going to sell, and I said going to sell, a thousand tickets. With that being said, this is going towards our kitchen. We need to get this kitchen up and running so we can make money to get this place fixed the way we want it to look, the way God wants us to have it look. So with that being said, we are going to give each family member, you're going to get 10 tickets. That's $20 because they're $2 a piece. You can either buy them or you can sell them. We're going to start handing them out next Sunday after church. I'll have them all ready. You'll get an envelope with your numbers on it. I've got this all organized so that I know where all the tickets are. I'm asking for you to return them two weeks before they go off, and they're going to go off on Good Friday. So two weeks prior to Good Friday, I need them back in my hands if you can't sell them. Because what we'll do is we'll take them to the stores, but I'm not telling you this because you're going to sell them. So I thank you, and I'm going to give it back to Pastor Rick. Good morning. Thank you, guys. Hey, before we get rolling, I feel like somebody got something good that God has done in their life. Is there anybody that, that wants to share something that God's done in their life? Anybody at all? Chelsea. See, I knew there was somebody. Hey, everybody. My name is Chelsea. Good morning. Um, I just... Uh... I'm down here in the pews. I'm usually up in the balcony running around like a nutcase because I can't help but celebrate what's God done in my life and everybody else's life around me. Um, but down here, when you're going to see like the celebrating and the shouting, I do it because what God brought me through. He brought me through the pain pills. He brought me through the cocaine. He brought me through the Adderall. He brought me through the Xanax. He brought me through the alcohol. He brought me through the cigarettes. Yeah. I'm on my other hand. <laughs> God has done so much in my life and so much that he can do for everybody else's life. We'll never give up on him because he'll never give up on us. He is the beginning and the end. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. You know, that, that's why we praise him and people are like, why do you guys get so excited? Like, isn't that a little crazy? Like, why do you got to jump up and down? You know what? I don't get that excited for the winning shot at the basketball game. I don't get that excited for a home run. But man, when I think about the goodness of God, when I think about the things that, that God has done in my life, in my family's life, when I think about what God's done in people like Chelsea's life, I can't help but, I can't help but stand up, raise my hands and, and shout. Sometimes I can't help myself to, to cry and jump because God is so good. And, and make no doubt about it, make no doubt about it that, you know, what he did for one person, he can do for you. Amen. He's not a respecter of persons. 
And so that's a testimony for somebody. That can become a prophetic word in somebody's life. Be free. He set a bunch of other people free, and he can set you free. Can we stand on our feet, church? Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We thank you for this day. We thank you for what you're doing in our midst, Lord. We thank you for this church, Lord. We thank you that greater things are ahead for our city. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everybody said, Amen. Can we worship the Lord? Can we worship the Lord? Our God loves us. How many know our God loves us? How many, how many of us know our God will do anything and anything possible to get to us? He just wants to show us his love. So let's give him it, right? For God so loved. Come on, you weary. Come on, you weary. Come on, you thirsty. Come to the well that never runs dry.
something we're coming to have a unity in this place who knows God is calling us to unity and we have unity by maturing in love and you know what he's calling us to a single vision and I believe that God is calling all of us to come to a new level of worship it's time to break the veil between people being up here and people being here I believe we are all supposed to when we come in here we're on a mission we're to come in here and believe in God to call out to God, to have the same prayer, the same unity of purpose, to call out for God to do the things that we want in His life. We want the will of God over our lives. We want the will of God over our families. We want the will of God over Ambridge. We want the will of God in this church. We want to be raised up. We need His anointing. We need His empowerment. We need Him. So let's come up to the front and let's make a declaration as the people of God that we are going to be united. Come up here. Let's come up to the front. Let's call out for the living God. Let's call out together. One voice. One voice for the living God. Who is with us? Let's unite. Unite. He's a chosen one. Worship him, Lord. Do we worship him, Lord? Do we worship him, Lord? 
Alone in my soul, 
sin Lost without hope with no place to begin Your love made a way to let mercy come in When death was arrested and my life began Oh, you see that again? Alone in my sorrow Alone in my sorrow and dead to my sin Lost without hope with no place to begin Your love made a way to let mercy come in When death was arrested and my life began Ash was redeemed only
I think that God is doing something in our midst. And I just want to encourage you guys. You guys are in the front, in the middle. You can kind of just move a little bit to the left and to the right. And if we could just make some room so we're not plugging up the hole. I think there's some people that really want to move up front. Don't be scared. some room for the Holy Spirit and there's a song I will make room for you are we geared up I'm putting these guys on the spot <laughs> sound booth if we can try to have you find that song we will make room for you I don't want to rush through this moment I, I don't want to just do what we always do I don't want to just say, okay, you know what, we're going to stop because we got to take the offering and then we got to do the announcements and then we got to get to the, like, we'll get to that stuff. But right now, the Lord is doing something. Yes. And I said it before that if we're going to be a church that is led by the Holy Spirit, that things aren't always going to go to a concrete plan this and then this and then this and then this. Sometimes we gotta make room for the Holy Spirit. And we need to make room in our life. And so I just believe that if you will just worship Him, it says that in the Bible that I command men to lift up holy hands without wrath or doubt. We don't have to hold up our hands in wrath because we've been forgiven. And we're not holding bitterness and anger towards anybody. So we can hold up our hands and don't say, well, you know what? I don't want to raise my hands. It says don't do it with wrath, so don't be mad at me. Be mad at the Bible, amen? And then it says, I, I, without doubting, I don't doubt. I don't doubt for a minute. That no matter what the situation I'm in, that my God is bigger. I don't doubt. I, I, don't, I, I don't move in life like somebody who doesn't have hope. I don't move in life like somebody that doesn't have God on their side. Yes, I have difficulties. Yes, I have struggles. But I have the Lord. But I have the Lord. I have one who will go before me and fight my battles. We have the mighty warrior, the Lord of heaven's hosts. And some of us feel this, we feel this battle right now, and it's raging. Even at the moment before we were starting service, there's so much going on, and my mind is just, uh, and I wanted to just calm down, calm down. And there's something about when we begin to worship together. All of a sudden, that, that heaviness goes away as we put on the garment of praise. I'm not gonna sit in my funk anymore. I'm gonna praise the one who is well able. I'm gonna praise the one that is well able. I'm gonna praise the one that is well able to heal my body. I'm going to praise the one 
that is well able to take care of every one of my needs. Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yes. praise the one that is well able to fix my family, to, to bring the yes. prodigal sons and daughters back home. He is well able. Yes. Yes.
the ground of all my tradition. Break down the walls of all my religion. Your way is better. Your way is better. It's better. Shake up the ground of all my tradition. Break down these walls of all my religion. Your way is better. Father, today I'm laying it down, laying my burdens down. They're too heavy for me to carry. I can't carry them on my own. I can't. There's things that I can't change. There's people that I can't change. There's situations I can't change, and I can't carry it anymore. I'm laying it down, and I'm surrendering all to you. surrendering my my shortcomings my guilt my shame lord even my successes whatever they are i'm laying them down at your feet lord i only want to do your will <laughs> lord help us to know the difference between us walking in your will and us trying to be God and trying to control things that are out of our control and help us to trust. I just pray for an impartation of a gift of faith, 
to all who are here right now. Pray that faith would rise. Pray that faith would rise. Faith to believe the impossible. Faith to pray big prayers and expect an answer. Thank you, Lord. I just release visions and dreams. I speak clarity of mind. People who have kind of brain fog or confusion. I speak clarity of mind in Jesus' name. You're not going to be confused anymore. You're not going to be undecided. You're not going to be double-minded. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for healing broken hearts. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We just thank him for what he's doing at this moment. And then will you turn somebody to the right and to the, to the left of you? Why don't you just go ahead and just pray a blessing over them? You don't need to take a prayer request. Just turn to, just turn to somebody. Just tell them God's going to bless your life. He's going to heal your body. He's going to straighten situations out. Just speak life. The Bible says the power of death and life is in the tongue. Just for a couple minutes. Just for a couple minutes, just turn to somebody. Put a hand on them. Say, God's going to do great things in your life. God's going to do great things in your life. God's going to do new things in your life. God's going to open up new doors in your life. God's going to do great things in your life. God's going to give you the desires of your heart. God's got great plans for you. He's going to do amazing things in your life. You can do amazing things in your life. Amen. Amen. Just take a couple minutes. After you get done, try to find a seat. If you're kind of in a posture where God's just doing something, you can stay there. Doesn't bother me a bit. God's doing something in your heart. You just stay there. Fine with me. Fine with me. I'm not getting in the way of that. Stay in that presence of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 I feel a wind. I feel a wind. I feel a rushing mighty wind. I feel a wind blowing through. Blow. 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 Blowing in change. Blowing in strength. Blowing in faith. Blowing in love. Thank you, Lord. 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 Wow. Just going to stay in this spot for one more second. Don't get in a rush. Don't get in a rush. Don't get distracted. You got to just sit there and close your eyes just for a moment. Don't get uncomfortable. This is the presence of the Lord. 
Jesus. 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 Joy. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I don't want the old. Thank you. Through these, uh, since the beginning of the year, what's happening is we've been learning to operate in new wineskins. Trying to find a model of a successful church and copy that. That's, we don't need that. Because the Lord wants to do something new and, and he wants to bring in the new wine. And if you're doing that under the mantle of an old wineskin, it, it bursts, it goes on the floor. There's no room for it. So he's deconstructing some of our presuppositions of what church is supposed to be like. For what being a believer in Christ is like. Not rushing the things of God. And there's a new wine that's being poured out. It's going to take you to deeper levels of intimacy. A deeper revelation of the Lord. Because he's raising up an army. He's raising up an army that doesn't fight with carnal weapons, but learns how to wage war in the spirit. That wages war with prayer and fasting, words of faith, love. Thank you, Lord. We just thank you for what, you're, what you've done today. We praise you and we honor you. Lord, I pray that that same anointing would carry on through the rest of this service. We praise you for who you are and what you've done and what you're about to do. In Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. Like I said, if you're in a place where God's doing something, I don't, don't feel like you got to get up and go anywhere. You can, you can stay right where you're at. Our ushers will work around you. Ushers, if you want to make your way forward, we're going to take today's offering. I generally do a teaching on the offering. I'm not going to do that today. Just would ask you to just pray about what the Lord would have you give and just be obedient to that. Your word says that you love the world so much that you gave your only begotten son. So as manifest sons and daughters of God, I just pray that we would have giving hearts, giving attitudes. Like the early church, they, they didn't believe that their stuff was their own, but they believed that it was there to, to build the kingdom. So Lord, I thank you for generous hearts. Lord, I thank you for, for every person that, that gives. Lord, I pray that you would just multiply according to your word. You would multiply that they're giving back to them. We thank you that you're a good father. You provide for all of our needs through your riches and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. reach a hand out to our kids. Cause no one puts no wine into old wine skins. The wine will burst out then we're back where we started again. We need washing your holy water drenched in your oil to contain what you have for us, Jesus. Father, I thank you just for allowing this time to just soak in your presence, Lord. And Father, as we get ready to step into this message, Lord, I ask you to allow these people to be washed right now, Lord. Allow these people to be washed of what, maybe the things they haven't been doing up for you, Lord, the things that they've been going through, Father. Father, I ask that you just cleanse them so that they so that they can hold the new wine that you have for them, Father. So they can hold the new purpose that they have for you, Father. Lord, I put a special blessing upon the kids this morning, Father. And I ask that you just, just allow these kids to see you and see your face, Lord. Allow them to experience that love that you have for them, Father. The love that will set them on fire, Lord. The love that will change the script of whatever they've been going through, Lord. Father, I thank you just for allowing us to just be here and just soaking in your presence, Lord. And thank you for making a way in our lives, Lord. So, Father, as we get ready to continue this service, Lord, I, should, I ask that you allow us to all just come empty so that we can receive what you have for us, so that we can gain a new purpose in life, and so that we can lay down our burdens to gain what you have for us. 
And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I thank you, Lord. Amen. The kids can head back to the back. We're going to get into the Word. Been in a series called That Church. What church do you go to? Go to that church. I go to that church. That church that is a little radical in their worship. That church that isn't afraid to get down in the mess. Pastor ain't afraid to snatch people out of the bar if he needs to. Amen. Ask some of these guys. So this series, this is the seventh message I've done in this series, and we're talking about what is the DNA? What is the reason that this church exists? What are we all about? Because church has a different connotation for different people. So we have a mission statement, and I'm going to read it, but what I've been doing is I've been breaking it out from the Bible how we put this together. So uh, it simply says, and it, it's on your bulletins if you have them, it says the mission of New Hope is to build community by reaching the lost, healing the broken, and equipping people to live out the calling of God for, for their lives. So we want to build community, right? We, we want to, uh, we're, we're a gathering of people. We're a group of, of people with different faces from different, you know, uh, made up of different races. We come from different places, all kind of different walks of life. And we unite together under the shed blood of Jesus Christ, that we are the redeemed people of God. That's what brings us together. We're, we're very different in where we came from. We're very different in how we were raised. But we have this one thing in common, that we have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And so that's what we unite under, and community means that we come together to learn, that we come together to pray, we, we come together to worship, we, we come together so that we can help one another when, when we need help, we, we come together um, to uh, do life together, to just hang out and have that fellowship, to put our collective resources together so we can continue to grow and build this community. And we increase the community by reaching lost people. We talked about how it's every one of our jobs to go out and to share the gospel, share the good news. The Bible says, have an answer for the hope that lies inside of you. Don't be, well, why, why do you go to church? Why did you become a Christian? I don't know. I don't know. They got coffee and sometimes they got donuts, you know. It's all right. People are nice to me. Have an answer for the hope that lies inside of you. Why do you follow Jesus? And then don't be in the secret service. Amen? We're not called to be in the secret service. We're called to be in the army of God. We're called to, to share the gospel. To share, to be proud, not to be ashamed of the gospel. But we're called to, to reach the gospel. And the challenge is that 
everyone here, each one reach one each year, that you would bare minimum, that you would find one pe person that you would share the gospel with, that you would get into church, and that you would kind of disciple them. And if we did that, then we would double the church every year. If you allow for just a natural outflow of, of people that move or get called on or whatever, some people will bring 10 people to church, and that's okay. I won't be mad at you for that. So we bring people to Jesus. Remember we talked about the guys that were on the mat and they carried their, their friend to Jesus. We, we bring people to Jesus who need healing. People out here are hurting. Life can be difficult. Life can, can deal you some bad, some bad hands. And, and because it's a fallen world, people are walking around and they're wounded and, and they're hurting and they need healing in a lot of ways. And, and, and we want to bring people, you know, to, to church the same way those people brought, brought that man to Jesus in the house. We want to bring people in that way. But if people are going to get healed, it's essential that we have a culture and an environment that allows people to heal. And we said that we need uh, grace and we need truth and, and, we, and people need time. Those are the three ingredients. We got to have all of those and know that those are the ingredients to change. And then, and then when people give their life to Jesus, they have their sins forgiven, they, they get the power of the Holy Spirit, they begin to live in a new way, they, be able, they, they begin to overcome their old ways of life. The final people, or the final part is to equip people to live out the calling that God has for their life. I, I just want to state a fact that I know, and there's no exceptions to this, God has a plan for you and you are part of the plan. Just go ahead and say this. Say, God has a plan. And I'm a part of that plan. God has a plan and you are part of the plan. The Bible says that you are God's workmanship. Another translation says that you are God's masterpiece. Another translation says it like this, that, that you are his poetry. That, that, he's, that you're being shaped and you're being molded under the, the master's hand and, and you're being shaped and molded and you're going down this path of growth for a purpose. That before you were ever born, God had good works prepared for you. Before you were ever born. And today I want to start you on that path to discovering the purposes of God for your life. If you have your Bibles with you, open up to Matthew 23, 11. Just going to read a short verse. We're going to be digging into another passage a little bit deeper, but I want to just be able to set the tone for everybody today. My, my message is called The Path to Greatness. The Path to Greatness. Matthew 23, 11, the words of Jesus, red letters, says the greatest among you will be your servant. Father, I come to you in the name of your son, Jesus. I pray that you would add a blessing to your word. 
I pray that you would just anoint me to preach and teach your word. I pray that you would use my mouth to speak. I pray that the words would come from my, my mouth, but they would come from your heart. So I pray that my spirit would decrease and that your Holy Spirit would increase. Pray you give the people ears to hear, hearts to receive. Pray that things would change today. In Jesus' name, amen. I think within every person, there's a desire for greatness, right? Internally, there's something inside of us that says you were created for more. You were created for great things. And I think that, you know, in the, in the normal humdrum of life, that's why people um, in our day and age are so fascinated with celebrities. We're, we're fascinated with, with sports stars. And, you know, we, we get excited and, and we, watch the, the, we watch these sporting events and, you know, we think about what it would be like to be on the field with the team. A lot of people from Pittsburgh think they should be the coach, for sure. And, 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 and you, you go to the games, and, you know, and, and I, I like watching the Steelers. I do. I, I love the, I've always been a Steelers fan since I was a kid. Watched the Steelers games with my dad. And, you know, you, you get excited, and you see it, and, you know, they're, they're losing, and, and the, the quarterback throws a winning touchdown and everybody cheers and you're like, man, like it would be awesome to be that guy. I can remember, um, you know, just uh, trying after a game, trying to go get something to eat and kind of walking down the North Shore and like everywhere was totally like jam packed. So kind of walk backwards. And as I walked backwards, it was just a big group of people. And they were, I didn't realize it at the time, but they were sitting in the parking lot where all the Steelers would come out and get into their car. You know, and they're just leaning over and they're just hoping that one of them would come over and, and sign stuff for them. There's this desire that we have where, man, it would be awesome to be great like that, right? We, we, we see musicians and the way that they can play the guitar and the way that they can sing and, and they pack out stadiums and, and people come from all over to, to go to a concert and spend big money for the concert and, and, and see the musician and, and think of the lifestyle and think about what it would be to, to be the lead singer of that band or to be that celebrity and have everybody cheering for you and cheering you on. How cool would that be? We worship famous actors and people who are in Hollywood. And, you know, I, I've done a good bit of uh, extra work in movies. I mean, it just so happens that all of a sudden, Ambridge became this hub for being in movies. And so I said, hey, that's cool. You know what? They're filming stuff around here. I'll, I'll go be in the movie, right? So I, I, I've done it. I can remember I was, I was, I was in this, uh, this series called mayor of Kingston, not a Christian show by any stretch of the imagination. So, you know, not encouraging everybody to watch it. I didn't know what it was about. I just was going and, and, and I knew that they had some, some things that you could be in for the day. It's the only series that I prayed that I played both a prison guard in one scene and then an inmate a couple weeks later. 
And I remember, like, one of the big actor there is Jeremy Renner. I don't know if you guys know who he is. Doesn't really matter. But, you know, we, we showed up the one day, it's, and they're prepping us, and they have us in there. And they're like, Jeremy's coming to set today. And everybody's like, oh, Jeremy. Jeremy's coming to set. And all the people that are, you know, kind of the normal, like, staff people that, that work there, they, they call them ADs, like associate directors, and, and they're there, and, and they're like, they're all uptight. Oh, Jeremy's going to come. Everything's got to be right. You know, don't, don't, don't go take, don't take a picture of Jeremy. Don't, don't bother Jeremy. Don't talk to him. And so then we're all sitting there, you know, and we're waiting, and they're, they're getting ready to do this scene, all right? And boom, I see him, right? Here comes Jeremy Renner. He's walking down, walking right towards me. Literally, he got one lady. It's not raining. It's just sunny. And so you got one lady literally holding an umbrella where he walks. And then you got two other people with him. One guy looks like kind of like he was like special forces in like 1940. You know, he's like a like an older dude, but you know, like he probably handled his business, you know what I mean? And he's he's like the security guy, and then another person's holding the umbrella. Then you got like some like blush brushes and like makeup stuff and you know she'd walk up and you know you see a, a like a little sweat thing coming down his head you gotta run up and 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 touch his head and touch up his makeup oh jeremy renner's on the set you know and you get all these people and it was talking about this guy by the name of andrew tate and he's the most searched man on the internet evidently even though he's been banned and he just kind of like tries to be macho and and everything like that and and basically like these guys will pay like five thousand dollars and he runs this school of like how to you know they called hustlers university and he runs this school and you can be great like him and there's all these video clips of like him driving like sports cars and walking in his mansion you know and there's like all these beautiful women and he like walks by like give me a cup of coffee sarah you know, and Sarah like runs and gets him a cup of coffee, and he says, "As they appear, and if it's so great, then why do so many celebrities have dollars to like drug go spend with a week, like and mental disorders, and and a high level of dysfunction, and you see." of the world had more money than what he knew what to do with big celebrity big actor commits suicide Whitney Houston one of the most talented singers I think I've ever heard in my entire life drop dies in a drug overdose miserable ushers somebody throw that rowdy patron out please and I think of even, you know, Pittsburgh, you know, there was this rapper named idolize these people. They want to have a life murals like of him when you when and you get people town. got that life and achieved it, you know, he died of some drug. They went and they achieved that life, but they're miserable. 
miserable and they're unhappy. And do you want to know why? Because life becomes all about them. Look at me. Listen to me. Serve me. Look at my car. Look at my big house. Come around me. Look at all my servants. It becomes all about them. See, your desire to be great is, is good. It's not bad. But however, we mess up when we think that our desire to be great is all about us. Because it's shallow. And it's hollow. And that's why these celebrities, they accomplish everything, but they get to the end of the road and they've accomplished what they set out to be. And they're miserable. Because it's all about them. See, that, that, that need to be great and make it all about you, that's part of the fall. Think of Adam and Eve in the perfect place, a perfect environment. They had fellowship with God and, and they had a mission to take the beauty of, of Eden, the perfection of Eden, and, and to go out to be fruitful and multiply, to take dominion, to build families and communities that would love God and serve God. But here comes Satan with the lie that brings the whole thing down. You don't have to serve God. You can be like God. You can be your own God. You can be, you can be greater than God. You can be great. It's, it's about yourself. You, you don't have to listen to God anymore. You can, you can be the big baller, shot caller. You can be like God. It can be all about you. However, Jesus sets a new standard for greatness. You want to be great? That's good. You were created to be great, but, but, but let me show you your path among you. Being truly great is the path that most people miss. The greatest only a paradigm shift. Or as some people say, a paradigm shift. However, see, when we define greatness, that, that greatness is that the greatest among you will be your serving. Now the playing field is level. I don't have to play a guitar like Jimi Hendrix. And you guys know by now that I can't sing. <laughs> Verified. And I don't have to catch the winning pass or, or be the best athlete. I don't have to be in the NFL or the UFC. I don't have to go to Romania to spend 5000 heart and a willingness to serve. And then I can get on the true path to greatness. Right before Jesus went to the cross, he, he took his disciples to an upper room where he would begin to teach them about the deep things of God, teach them about the Holy Spirit who was, who was coming, where he said, you know, it, it's to your advantage that I go away because the Holy Spirit will come and, and live inside of you. But before he did that, he had to teach them a very special lesson. And we're going to read about it in John chapter 13. And that's where we're going to camp out for the rest of our time together. John chapter 13, verse 1.
you're there, say amen. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper being ended, the devil having already now before the feast of the harder Judas when Jesus knew Simon said it's our come. And he should knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he come from God and he was going to God. He rose from supper and laid aside his garments. He took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and he began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. I want you to understand how shocking of a move this would be. Rabbis of that day, they dressed a certain way so that people would recognize that they were rabbis. And they were highly revered and they were highly respected and and people would serve them, and they would have the best seat in the feast, and they would eat the best food. They were, they were very respected uh, people, and people served them. And now here is the disciples. Here is the one that they called rabbi, their teacher. We know he was much more than a teacher. The son of God, their teacher, their rabbi, he, he takes out a towel, he, he fills up a basin, and he begins to wash their feet. Feet. Listen, I don't know about you, but feet bother me. My feet bother me. My feet are kind of gross if I'm, if I'm 100% honest. I worked as a mailman for 18 years, walking all day long. Before that, I was in the army, walking, training, running in boots. Guess what? Guess what my feet smell like at the end of the day? Not good. They stink. My, my wife loves me, and she don't even love my feet. She loves me from the top of my head to the bottom of my ankles. She leaves the feet alone. And listen, you know, people's feet weren't just nasty now. People's feet were nasty back then, too. <laughs> I mean, come on, walking around in the hot desert with sandals on. You know, you're walking around the hot desert with sandals. And listen, they, animals everywhere. Animals go in the bathroom right on the street. I, I thought it was, uh, we, we lived, I lived in Germany for a couple years, and there's this castle, it's down at, around Munich, and it's, it, it's called the Neuweinstein Castle. I'm probably saying that wrong, but, but it's the castle that Disneyland has kind of been modeled off of. It's just amazing. It's amazing to see, but it's up on this hill, and you can either walk up the hill, or you can take a horse-drawn carriage up the hill. Well, I thought, you know, I'm here with my young wife, we're going to take the horse-drawn carriage. Good move, right? We're going to sit right up front. I didn't realize that, you know, that's why I'm saying all that glitters is not gold. 
I'm sitting in this carriage and we're sitting in the front row and, and the, the, the horses are pulling the, the cart up the hill and while they're doing that, they're farting and pooping right in my face. My face is here, horse butts like right here. Like, man, I should have walked. <laughs> you ever go to Munich, just walk. You know? As there, there, was a, there was a pastor in town. Free horse-drawn carriage rides for the kids. Just what I want to do. Take my kids, put them in that horse-drawn you know, carriage. Little Johnny. Sounds like a plan. All right, let me get on to where I need to go. People would come in, and they'd come to your house, and their feet would be dusty. Their feet would be dirty. And in average people's home, if you were, like, middle class, you would have, like, a, you would have a thing of water, and you would have a towel. considered the lowest work possible. And because of that, that's why Peter ends up reacting the way he does. That's why he gets confused. And that's in verse 6, it says, uh, it says, Then he came and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will know after this. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Because he looked at Jesus in a certain way. And now here comes Jesus bowing down washing his feet, taking the posture of the lowest of the low. Jesus answered him and he said, if I do not wash you, you have no part with me. See, there was a higher spiritual significance that Jesus was pointing to. He was pointing to his shed blood that would really clean them, that wash away their sins. But number two, he was building his church. These disciples would be the apostles. These apostles would be the foundation of the church. And he wanted to teach them a lesson. You guys aren't going to be like them. You aren't going to be like the egotistical Pharisees. You're not going to be like the business people. My church will be made up of humble servants. Peter now opened his mouth and getting strictly rebuked. He's going to open his mouth again and try to make it right so he doesn't look silly. Verse 9, Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also other people. I, very practically, I mean, this would, the easiest thing that you can do is, is find a place to serve in the church. And I'm not saying that from selfish reasons. I can tell you that when you begin to serve, it's going to begin to open up new doors for you. I, I, I promise I wasn't looking to be a pastor when I came to this church. I wasn't. I just, you know, Jesus moved on my heart, did a radical thing. I started coming because I didn't know 1 Corinthians from 1 Chronicles. I didn't know any of it, I had, you know, I had Daniel in the fire and everything. I didn't know anything. I just, I just came in and all of a sudden the pastor just kept asking me to do things. 
hey, you think you can start serving as an usher? Right, what's an usher? You have to have the spiritual gift of ushing. And then, and then I was like, all right, well, whatever. They're like, you know, just kind of stand there and here, hand this out to people when they come in and try to look happy. Okay. So I did it. Then uh, I set up chairs because we had a rented space at that time. They said, hey, will you come and you set up chairs? I didn't really want to. I didn't want to come to church early. I wanted to sleep in too. But I came in church and, and, and I set up chairs. And then when the church had important meetings, they asked me to go outside. and Can you take the kids out and play kickball with them so that we can have our meeting? People that ran the church at that time, they didn't really think that, you know, I would be a person who would have a voice in the church. I didn't really care. Well, I'm, I'm missing the meeting. My voice needs to be heard. No, they asked me to serve. So you know what? Yeah, I'll take the kids out. I'll take the kids out. We'll play kickball. We'll have fun for a while. But guess what? The people that maybe ran the church at that time didn't think I was important enough to be in the meeting. But guess what? God saw a heart that was willing to serve. And when God sees a heart that's willing to serve, then he'll open up a door. Then he'll raise you up. It says when you exalt yourself, you're going to be humbled. You try to bring yourself up, you will be humbled. You try to make yourself to be greater than you are, you're going to be humbled. But if you humble yourself, then God will raise you up. He will exalt you. Why, why do people around the world sing accolades of Mother Teresa? Everybody has opinions on everything these days, but everybody loves Mother Teresa. I know she went to be with the Lord. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really like that Mother Teresa, right? You don't hear that. You know? Why is she looked upon so favorably? Because she gave her life to serve the lowest of the low in horrible conditions in India where they have a caste system where they believe in a demonic belief called reincarnation. And the reason why it's demonic is because they see somebody suffering and they say, well, we're not going to help that person. They're just working off their